Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskadden coming to you live today from North Carolina. We want to thank each and every one of you as we join in together praying for this nation and the office of the president as we head into Thanksgiving weekend or however you want to look at it, the holiday. Uh, For those here in America, anybody listening overseas, thank you for joining with us. And we're going to close out this week on highlighting a few things, some updates on some stories we've been following, and continue our journey of 2 Chronicles 20 and seeing how the tribe and people of Judah with King Jehoshaphat were put into a position to really put all their trust in the Lord and seeing how they did so and and the results of that and looking at the pattern of success there and then ending on um, a story of some of the foundings of America and some things that have been tried, things that have failed, and then ultimately where our trust needs to be put in coming into this season of Thanksgiving and and moving forward out into our continued journey of praying for this revival, this awakening of souls here in America and throughout the world. And want to begin today in Scripture in 2 Chronicles. We want to pick up where we left off yesterday in verse 14 where we see okay the israelites and king jehoshaphat come out and pray before all the people as they gather as you see there in 13 all judah was standing before the lord with their infants their wives and their children then in the midst of the assembly the spirit of the lord came upon jahel jahazel excuse me the son of zechariah who was one of the levites of the land a prophet of the land um and then in verse 15, we see, he said this, he said, Listen, all Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude of those coming against them. Remember, they were being invaded. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the accent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeruel, you need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves, stand, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and its inhabitants of Israel fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites from the sons of, of Kohathites, of the sons of Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. So they're in this place of reverent worship before the Lord because he's saying, look, when I go before you to to understand that the Lord is the one uh, uh, who is going to fight this battle for you. Now, 
This doesn't mean that in every battle that's the case. It's the, In this circumstance, it is. David, there were times David prayed to the Lord, what, God, what should I do? Should I go fight? Should I stay? God said, go fight, and you actually go fight, and the Lord will be with you. This is just in this scenario, which I find really interesting. Then, in verse 20, this is key point here. They rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. They're potentially going to lose their lives. And and here they're, they're saying, the Lord's saying, Look, put your trust in me. And even the king is following through with that. This is the pattern of success to watch in this story uh, of when they put their trust in the Lord, laid down their flesh, the Lord came through with them. And they were putting their trust in the prophets. And, and the reminder from Chuck here in this journey of dethroning the thrones of iniquity is, look, the, this story has some very key correlations with what's happening today. Prophets are saying one thing or hearing another, and it's still, okay, seek the Lord, weigh the word, test the word, etc. But it's here, they're coming before the Lord. The Lord's saying, look, I'm before you. They know life or death, this is the situation. So they're putting their trust in the Lord. God, you said this about us. You you established us, established us here in this land. And then they go in verse 21, it says, When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. And they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. When they began singing and praising, the Lord sent ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were routed for the sons of Ammon and Moab, rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, destroying them completely. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. And then we go in and see this. In verse 24, When Judah came to the lookout of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and behold, they were corpses lying on the ground, and no one, I repeat, no one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found much among them, including goods, garments, and very valuable things, which they took for themselves more than they could carry. More than they could carry. That's just astonishing. And they were there three days taking the spoils because there was so much. Three days gathering spoils because the Lord was before them. And this is really where the pattern of success ends. Because then they go into, they go back to Israel, there's praise, and then they make this covenant with um, a, a covenant that alliance that displeases God in aligning himself with um, Ahaziah, king of uh, Israel, uh, going and, and, and making ships for Tarshish uh, in Ezion Geber. And this is where the Lord, and it gets off, this is where the pattern of success kind of ends there once they've gathered all the spoils and go back to Israel. And, and obviously, you can see a pattern of pride starting to creep in, and that's where we want to to be reverent, humble ourselves before the Lord, stay, keep our emotions in check, because they literally did nothing. Like, for them to be prideful and walk away from the Lord and, and not seek the Lord for guidance in that situation when presented with this opportunity— um, is, is where we want to stay humble and reverent and in that close fellowship and relationship with the Lord. And so again, we just want to declare that life 
and, and the and understanding the need for trust and increased faith in this season, uh, not just for you know us to get prosperous and wealthy, and that may may come, it may not come. I'm not not here to disparage that, but it's it's no matter what is what's happening in the world is we need increased faith for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, to come. And there have been Chuck talked about it, prophesied it the other day about 120 days. You see an outpouring. Uh, if you haven't yet listened to um, my dad's podcast, I would highly suggest you go listen to that as a, a great prophetic word from John Kilpatrick of talking about what's coming as a lifting of this depression and things coming off and an experience he had. And, and I think it's just something uh, that will hopefully help increase your faith uh, for this season and the season ahead. Okay, so with that foundation... We want to jump into the news and continue updating some stories that we have here. Um, and one of kind of the break, we breaking one here, but in Jerusalem, some bombings went off. Two and some uh, several people are seriously injured, one dead, and and Hamas is um, celebrating it out of Gaza, but not claiming the actual responsibility for it. But we're also seeing, you know, something's happening here in Chesapeake, in Virginia, another shooting. Um, what we talked about the multiple shootings of this last weekend. We're seeing this increase of the spirit of death come come about throughout the earth. But the reminder here is is with all these things going on, what keep a close eye on Israel. And so as we're seeing this trend, quote, possible transition of power uh, to the Netanyahu government, which they still have yet to really confirm and agree to things publicly uh, of whether they have a government and why we really want to pray for number one the peace of jerusalem because this is literally happy these two bombs went off in jerusalem and the first explosion took place near a bus stop in the edge of jerusalem where commuters gather together and if you've ever been there buses and trains are, are a high um mode of transportation there and people gather in masses and so it, it Unfortunately, stuff like this does hap- has happened before. It hasn't happened in a while, as the IDF is reporting. And the second blast occurred in remote, a neighborhood in the city's northern region. So you're seeing these these blasts go off. And at the same time you're seeing this, there's obviously, we see celebrations. Uh, Netanyahu has been informed from the sitting government, uh, Prime Minister Lapid. The White House has condemned this about an hour ago. Uh, so the U.S. is taking proper response to this, and uh, as something that's going alongside this is that there was a a 17-year-old Israeli who was part of the Druaz commun- community who was in the hospital for life support for a car accident, and what's being reported is that a group of Palestinian terrorists entered the hospital, disconnected him from life support and basically captured him and reports are that he's passed away but they still have his body the idf is joining to try to do possibly do something but they want to make sure that this isn't just a an arab dispute uh or more so a palestinian dispute they want to make sure that there's proper cause for them to go in and because and, it's going to be a show of force to go in and try to get that body back um so there's a lot of things happening right now we just want to pray um through this situation for the land of Israel, you know, as the Lord calls us. Those who bless Israel shall be blessed. Continue to pray for this peaceful transition, or more so the, a, a 
coalition to be officially formed because things like this are happening while there's this transient period of government um and just cover the people and and hopefully awaken them obviously to the lord in this in this season um but then you also have our government as well um with these things going on there have been talks with uh israeli officials and our u.s military officials um in recent days and there's talks of a joint air force military preparations for if something were to go down with iran this is quite interesting you haven't been hearing a lot about this but because of iran increasing its enrichment program there's the possibility of a threat, especially with their involvement with what's going on in, in Ukraine and, and Russia, with the continued bombing there. As more and more of that stuff keeps happening, civilians who are left there are losing power, electricity as they head into the freezing, literal freezing of winter, um, having to burn, I mean, going back a century, having to burn wood, anything they could gather just to be able to stay alive um, and warm during this season. Uh, you're seeing U.S. and Israeli officials. Talk about accelerating their plans to do these joint operations in preparation for Iran to be prepared for the season ahead. And so with that, we want to pray for our officials to uh, have the fear of the Lord and, and use wisdom and revelation in these decisions that they're put in front of that are put in front of them and to stand with Israel in, in making sure that we he, are in alignment with number one, our and, and even the natural, even with our ally, as Israel's our own one of our only true allies in that region where we both benefit and not just one benefit from this. So uh, stay fully aware of this as a lot of things are just going off and investigations are happening with what's happening here in Colorado, as it turns out not to be some things that the media love to blast about and go after conservatives. And then with this recent shooting in Chesapeake, uh, Virginia, it was a, just devastating a loss of life for no apparent reason whatsoever. Okay. Moving on for domestically, in some lighter news, is the so we we saw several days ago the Biden administration extend the COVID emergency again. And Obviously, you could see the game plan there, which was to then allow them to really continue on uh, with this just government handouts, um, overreach, and, and going back to Daniel 7 of changing the times and laws here, of extending that the time and law for the power of the pen without any legal authority to go through. Then you saw yesterday the president come out and extend the student loan payment moratorium until June 30th, 60 days after, or until the Supreme Court rules on the case before them, which we're calling a golden court case, about whether to allow the Biden administration to usurp constitutional authority with the power of the pen and say that they could just do whatever they want because they're the president or they're in, they're in the White House with the Emergencies Act or HEROES Act 
and forgive student loans, uh, be bringing on a, a detriment to the country. And so you're seeing this happening while at the same time you're having the Biden administration send out emails telling people that their loans are forgiven, they're approved for this, they just have to wait for the court case to go through because we have the right thing. We've done the right thing to help you out in this season. They're helping out a small few to harm the rest. And so you're seeing all this play out. And what's really interesting is the, the fact that you have a sitting president of the United States say that the pandemic is over, um, saying the pandemic is over. And, and, and I, I don't want to misquote him, so I'm going to let him speak for himself. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. Okay, so those are old statements from Biden that are coming back to um, not be to his advantage in today. And so what you could possibly see out of this, because of these statements, because of these lawsuits, things that are happening, is that when the case comes up before the Supreme Court, their argument will be, well, these people are counting on it. We've already told them. They're expecting it during times of inflation, etc. They're wanting people to put their trust in the government to get them out. And if we remember the prophetic from Chris Reed, this is why I'm bringing this up. Is he warned that this was coming. And so this is one of those things where we have to check ourselves, myself included, as I still have some student loans left to pay. I'm okay with paying for them myself. I want to pay for them myself because I took on that responsibility. And I'll get to that here in a second when we talk about uh, the founding of this country because I think it shows a interesting perspective of where the heart of this country at, is at in, in seeing how we're going to go forward. Okay, so there's that situation playing out. We just want to pray for that Golden Court case that it's going to go before the Supreme Court and making sure that the Supreme Court rules in line with the founding of our nation, separation of powers, and a host of, of other things that the Biden administration is just completely overstepping here. Okay, now I want to give some updates on some recent elections. And before we get into the closing here of getting towards our Thanksgiving celebration. So we're seeing out of Arizona now that there are two counties, uh, Republican-controlled Koshish County and Mojave County have both voted to, it's being called a delayed certification until the November 28th deadline, when in reality they're literally just waiting. Uh, they have the the authority to do this. This is the timeline that they have to be able to to wait for the certification of this vote for governor and a, a couple of the races that they're waiting on because of some issues that obviously have continued to come up with the governor's race that are being dealt with from the assistant attorney general. And so what this does is it buys time, kind of relieves pressure off of that investigation to a degree. Whether they'll go beyond that 28th deadline uh, is another vote. There's warnings that if they did this, the state elections director, Corey Lorick, 
um, said that they would threaten the board with the state would that the state would sue if they do not certify on time. So there's the threat of that playing out there. Again, want the truth to come forward here. Um, in Arizona, in Alaska, it looks like uh, Murkowski is taking the lead as they're looking at today, possibly finishing the sort of or the counting of the votes with the uh, rank and file voting system in Alaska, which is, I mean, just another issue to deal with, <laughs> along with the universal mail out ballotings. So, those votes are looking like they're going to be finished up today all intents and purposes is what is being reported is that Murkowski will more than likely receive Democrat uh, Patricia Chesbrough's um, votes as the rank and file system you rank your top four so what people would have done is they would have ranked the Democrat first and then um, Murkowski second because they don't want um, Chesbrough up as their senator so that's unfortunate. There are a couple of the races there as well that will possibly be determined through this rank and file system of continuing to count the vote there. Then we also want to uh, be aware and pray for more, more so for the runoff in Georgia as now the Republicans are trying to have this Saturday's early ballot or early voting uh, be delayed and, and more so removed because it falls off after a holiday. They want to give people time off, etc. That's that's very um, noble of them, to say the least. Uh, the Georgia officials, uh, Secretary of State Brad Ravisberger, filed an appeal asking the Supreme Court of Georgia to del- to remove that day, basically calling it off. They refuse to because the law says they can because only the law says the day before or after Thanksgiving, so Saturday falls after um, Friday, which is a national holiday. So they're allowing it to go through. The GOP has appealed um, to try to get it through. doesn't look like it will. We'll find out today if it officially does or doesn't. Um, But really the the Supreme Court in Georgia has has asked the state legislature to clarify this because this is something that needs to be clarified there, not from the Supreme Court in Georgia. So looks like voting will start taking place in Georgia and, and, a, and a key election we want to pray for as more and more, you know, they, they try to come after Walker. Well, Walker's, this is how politics is played in the election. Now Walker's people found stuff on Warnock and they're digging it up with going back to his marriage, his relationship um, with the business of his church and around there, possible um, shifting funds towards them, which he has the right to do, but it is it is very very um, a scratch. You scratch my back, I scratch yours type of situation. So some things are going on, and the people of Georgia have to decide. They're going to have to decide who they want. Do they want Warnock again? Do they want to stand for the policies and things he stands for, or do they not? There was a pastor that recently came out in in Georgia that said people are sinning if they're not voting for Warnock. I mean, utterly amazing for the word, those type of words to come out of a a someone who claims to be a, a representation of the Lord. And so um, it's okay if somebody for a Democrat says something like that, but if a Republican says anything about politics uh, or a conservative who pushes a, a pro-life stance or a conservative Republican politician, oh, it's a, it's a 
separation of powers there, separation of church and state. And so we'll just, the hypocrisy is just baffling there. Um, and then an update on the negotiations or then and the strike, possible strike of the railroads is that the president of the rail union says Congress is most likely going to have to get involved um, to avoid the strike because the two sides can't come together. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, moving forward in the days ahead. Now, lastly, I want to close on this. In looking at, and I talked about the in the situation of the student loans, how you're seeing here a persuasion from the Biden administration to try to get people to put their trust in the government in this season. And the reality is, is we're having to decide, do we want to put our trust in the government or do we want to put our trust in the Lord? And I want to take us all the way back to the original establishment of this pilgrims coming to America. And we're talking uh, back into the 1600s. And in what was written in the story of the Plymouth Foundation Plantation, uh, the head of the then colony... Uh, the Pilgrim Governor William Bradford wrote in his Of the Plymouth Plantation some interesting legal systems that were tried. So when these colonies were founded from coming out of Europe, they were set up as different types of companies, some giving money, everything back to the crown, some giving to investors, some giving to the people who actually went and established themselves in order to pay back those who funded them, and etc. So when they did this, Plymouth was founded under a land patent from the Virginia Company of London. And in the company bylaws, they were written to where... Everything was expected to be paid back with profit, and it was set up as a quote-unquote communal system. And in the bylaws, it is written several times, in ye common stock, meaning that it was shared among everybody, no matter the input or outcome given by an individual. Basically, you share everything. Communistic, socialistic status. And everyone, 16 years and upward, would quote-unquote be accounted a single share. And this is from um, the actual bylaws saying that the persons transported and ye adventurers, um, basically the workers and investors, shall continue their joint stock partnership together, ye space, for seven years during the time in which all profits and benefits that are got from trade or benefited from trade, traffic, trucking, working, fishing, or any other means of a person or persons remain in common stock. In ye common stock is the phrase that they use. So they're sharing everything. For They want to try it for seven years to see if it works. It will ultimately be divided. Everything. Um, meat, drink, apparel, all provisions. Every, wives would have to work for other men, prepare food and, and clothes and do other things for everyone. The husbands didn't like that. The people were starving. Uh, the young would have to work for everyone. Uh, I mean, just backbreaking labor. People were dying. It was, it was a, a horrible scenario. 
And then they realized this, and, and William Bradford wrote this. He, he said, of that, talking about the sharing of profits and benefits, um, regardless of how hard individuals worked, called it an ultimate failure. Basically, communism was tried. Socialism was tried. The sharing uh, of goods and everything within the community was tried, and it was an ultimate failure. And he went on to say this. He said, the failure of that experiment of communal service, which was tried for several years and by good and honest men, they thought it was a good idea. Okay, we're going to try this out, see how this works. If not, we'll look at a different way. And he said, ultimately, it proves of how why this failed. It proves the emptiness of the theory of Plato and other ancients applauded, applauded by some of their later times. That the taking away of private property and the possessions of it in community by commonwealth would make a state happy and flourishing as if they were wiser than God, basically debunking the ideas of man. For in this instance, community of property was found to be bred much confusion and discontent. Again, these are words from Plymouth Governor William Bradford. Uh, goes on to say, and retard much employment, basically to stymie employment, which would have been to the general benefit. For the young men who were most able and fit for service, objecting to being forced to spend their time and strength in working for other men's wives and children without any recompense. Basically, they didn't gain anything for working extra. They were forced to work extra because if they didn't, they wouldn't have food in general for anybody to eat, none less their kids, anybody else's kids. He said the strong men of the resource or the resourceful man had no more share of food, clothing, etc., than the weak man who was not able to do a quarter of the other the other could. This was thought injustice. The aged and graver men who were ranked and equalized in labor, food, etc., with the humbler and younger ones, thought it some indignity and disrespect to them. As for men's wives who were obliged to do service for other men, such as cooking, washing their clothes, etc., they considered it a kind of slavery, and many husbands would not brook it. Basically, didn't they didn't like it. Um, and he went on to explain that the communistic plan of redistributing wealth failed. It did. Absolutely, those very relations which God himself has set among men and greatly diminishes the mutual respect that is so important should be preserved among them. Let none argue that this is due to human failing, rather that the communistic plan itself, plan of life in itself. So the argument of, well, communist, real communism, socialism, hasn't been tried anywhere. Oh, it's been tried. And every time it's tried, it's completely and utterly failed. He goes on to describe how the pilgrims switched to allow individuals to have their own property, after which they could be charitable to each other he says i answer seeing that all men having this failing in them that god in his wisdom saw that another plan of life was fitter for them so they began to consider how to raise more corn obtain a better crop than they had done so that they might not continue to endure in misery or want and what happened was is because they were parcel they were they're then parceled out land where they could individually be resourceful and, and provide for their families and they would see it and be able to give those resources to their families and if they had extra then they could voluntarily give 
charity to someone else. And that's the key difference of voluntary versus involuntary, forced <laughs> or by choice. Which brings about going back to um, even the early church. You know, people say that sometimes the early church was considered communistic. No. The early church was the early church. Because of, when you read scripture, the early believers voluntarily sold their land and then laid down the prophets before the apostles to let the apostles choose what to do. Again, voluntary. Key word there. And so I bring this about in this season of thankfully... We've seen where this road of where the country is trying to go. And I'm, I'm reading from the American Minute from Bill Federer, who, who goes through to describe the history of this. I'll put the link in the comment sections below and in the show notes for the podcast. But on this, this Thanksgiving, where we're seeing this younger generation being manipulated by the Biden administration for student loans, um, government handouts, is that we have a history even before this nation was ever even thought into existence in the 1600s, well before 1776, that communism was tried, failed miserably. I mean, they were, they were fighting for their survival, and they tried this, and it didn't work because people took advantage of it. And that continues to happen even in China today, even in Russia when it was tried, where hundreds of millions of innocents lost their lives either to starvation imprisonment slavery etc whatever the case may be and was the founding perfect were everything that was going on at the time perfect no but i think it points out a a key aspect of things we're seeing arise today and the seeds and the roots of this nation of when the pilgrims came here for religious pur religious freedom purposes saw the actual reality right before their very eyes they set it up for seven years and it didn't take more than a couple to realize uh, this isn't going to work. And so we just want to to reach out to that in this season where their the government is calling for trust in them to for them to provide for everything that they know right, they know what what is possible. Going back to ancient times and thinking that they can overstep the natural authority that the Lord and and and, and the guidance and the wisdom and revelation that the Lord has given us through this word here old and new testament of how to properly guide and lead this country and so we just want to be thankful for that and thankful for each and every one of you for following along today uh, throughout this journey that we're here standing and praying for the office of the president we hope you guys are able to have a blessed thanksgiving spend some time with friends and family and to just truly be thankful for everything um, you guys are, are experiencing in your lives as we are very thankful for you to be here with us uh, standing because without you, we, we wouldn't do this. Um, the numbers may not be extraordinarily great. We're not here for that. We're here for those who have a heart and a passion as you guys do, standing and praying for the office of the nation, hungry for a revival, hungry for souls to, to come into the kingdom, to have that divine faith-filled, hope-filled relationship with the Lord. So with that, we'll, we'll close here today uh, as we head into Thanksgiving, and we'll come back next Monday, continuing to stand and pray for this nation and the office of the president so that souls can be saved and the gospel of the kingdom 
can be spread throughout this nation and the rest of the world. Blessings. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next week. Have a good one.